surrounded by you, Lord. We're not here fighting the battle alone. This is how we fight our battles. We don't go into the battle by ourselves. Oh, there's a mighty shepherd, a mighty God leading us on into battle, into victory. Lord, our goal is to win. We will not leave this age defeated with our heads hung down, walking out in a defeated condition. We will leave here triumphant. Just as you rose over the grave, triumphant. Even so will we rise up triumphant over death, hell, and the grave. I pray, Lord, today, let us just see our position in you. Let us realize who we are in you, that we can walk forward in the grace of God, knowing that we're in your favor, and that no weapon that is formed against us can prosper because this is our heritage. Pray, Lord God, you'll bless your people today. Ever need supply. Lord, lift up the wounded spirit. Lord, those that are in depression. But Lord, may this not just be a moment of just kind of giving us something, a pep talk for our depression. But, Lord, may we be lifted up above the shadows, brought into your presence, and every enemy expelled in your presence. I pray, Lord, your people can see that they are your victory. As we look into the word, open it to our hearts. Heal the sick among us. Lord, deliver those that are in need, whether they're here, across the Internet, across the world, wherever they're listening. I pray your bride will be just brought to the attention of the word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Will you just take a moment to worship the Lord? Just raise your hands to him now. Just take a moment to worship him. We cannot praise you enough, Lord. There is just no way that human lips can express how great thou art. For you are worthy. There is none like you. And we love you, Father, from the depths of our hearts. Bless us, I pray, today in your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art. You believe he's great this morning? Amen. We're here to worship him, I hope. You put all your heart into this service today. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee.
riding through the woods and far is glades I wonder and hear the birds sing sweetly in the trees when I look down from lofty mountain grandeur and hear the brook and feel the gentle breeze and sing my soul, oh my Savior God. I'll bring down bless you. As we worship together this morning, I want you to remember your part in worship. As we preach the word, you respond. Amen. You, you know, I, I noticed Wednesday night, you're just a little bit too Baptist for my taste. 
just a little bit too much formal Methodists. I'd like you to shake that down this morning. Realize why we're here in the church. Amen. That you have a part to play in this and respond back to the Word of God. Amen. As we look into the Scripture, there's so many things that lays here in the Word that should excite us. And if we could get excited over a pay raise or a ball game or whatever else in the world, a Christmas gift or birthday gift, why can't we get excited over the gift of God? Amen. Of course, we don't want something artificial, but it shouldn't be artificial unless you're artificial Christians. But when you're real, then you can express something real back to God. So express it to him this morning. Love him with all your soul, with all your heart, and worship him as we look into the word. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 15. I'm so glad to be in the house of the Lord today. I think every Christian should be able to say, oh, isn't it good to be here? Amen. To see our young people worshiping our, our God and our young children there just coming into the age of accountability. You know, when I was a young person, just actually a young preacher, and, and a lady, an elder lady said to me, Brother Tim, you're so happy because you don't ever have any trials. You don't never have a problem. Well, you know, when, we're, when we get up in age and what they called up elderly, which I'm not there and won't be there for 20 more years or better, maybe 30, put it off as far as I can, Brother Darrell. But, um, you know, your battle is in with your health and your body and the aches and the pains and the groans and, and all the other things. That's where your battle is. And your, your battle, instead of uh, writing a note to a friend, you battle sleep on the pew. But you have a battle. And our young people, you know, they, uh, they have their battles. They're battling rebellion. They're battling the, the worldly spirits of the age. Some of them coming into the accountability, age of accountability or just actually trying to know what to do even, even with their hormones that they're feeling in their body. They need a lot of prayer and support. Amen. And that's what we're here about this morning. When we come to the house of God like this, we're here to come into the presence of God and bring his atmosphere down so that there can be help in the time of need. Every one of us is needy today, from the old to the young. Amen. To, from to the rich to the poor. Doesn't matter where you are, who you are in life, you've got, you've got a need. And reach out to God this morning and pull on God for that need. Ephesians 1.15, wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom. Isn't this wonderful? The spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And I hear our prophets say we ought to pray for revelation more than any other thing. 
the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in his saints. The riches of the glory of the inherit, his inheritance in the saints. What is the exceeding greatness of his power? What great power? To usward. Who believe? Amen. Are you a believer this morning? Then he displays his power to usward. According to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ. Now, he displayed this in Christ. And what did he do? He raised him from the dead. And he set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. How far? Far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion and just name a name. Every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And he had put all this under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. And you hath he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air of the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath made us alive together with Christ by grace, are you are saved, and has raised us up together and made us sit together. That means in unison or in harmony or in unity, made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, not just now, but in the ages to come, not just something temporary, but in the ages to come, oh my, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. And then for another scripture reading, Hebrews chapter 7, verse 8. And here men that die receive tithes, but he that receiveth them of whom it is witness that he liveth. And as I may so say, Levi also who received tithe paid tithes in Abraham. For he was yet in the loins of his father, when, he, when, a, when Melchizedek met him. Amen. May God bless you. You can be seated. I'm going to be speaking today on the releasing the power of the atonement. Releasing the power of the atonement. You know, now, here is something very marvelous that we have just read about, both in, in the, the Ephesians and also in the book of Hebrews. But in the book of Hebrews, Paul 
was recognizing that Levi was yet in the loins of his great-grandfather and paid tithes to Melchizedek so that Levi, who received tithes, paid tithes to one that was greater. But the thing of it is, is he was recognizing that this that he was receiving was attributed to having been in Abraham and being in being Abraham's seed. And this was his promise and that portion of that promise that was his. Now, Paul also recognizes that the bride was in Christ. Even as Eve was in Adam, we were in him. And that when Christ raised, the bride too was made alive, raised with him, positioned or seated with him in power and authority, and that we are now seated with him. And with everything, just name a name, all principality and powers, and any name that can be named. In this world or the world to come is everything has been placed under his feet. And because that you are in him, it is placed under your feet. Amen. 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 Now, listen, Brother Branham, in the God of this evil age, in God's own thinking, the great spirit in the beginning, before there was a beginning, he was God. And did you know you were in him then? Amen. If you're a Christian now, you was in him then. And then if that be so, the whole Godhead bodily shaped up in the person of Jesus Christ. And then when Jesus died at the cross, I died with him. For I was in him then. For he was the fullness of the word manifested, knowing that we would be manifested later. And we was at Calvary with him. We went in the grave with him. We raised by his spirit, but to the throne of grace, sitting together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen. That's what you were in Christ. What a word that is. What a promise. And he says, and when the entire word of God incomplete was headed up in a human body called Jesus Christ, in there. God made me pay for my sins. Think about that. Not now are we being made to pay for our sins, but in him. Back then, in Christ, God made you pay for your sins. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's right, because your sins are now completely paid. For even before one sin was ever committed, he paid it all. Amen. And then he raised me up with him in the resurrection. And now, somebody say, Now we are seated with him with power and authority over every devil. Oh, if you could only believe what God has given. But if you're not seated there, you don't have it. But if you're seated there and don't believe and afraid to move, you'll never use it. But if you're seated there, you will use it. For you are ordained to do what you're to do. Amen. I'm talking to a people today that are ordained to use that power. 
amen, to display the very blood of Jesus Christ and its wonder-working power. Not just sing about the blood, not just preach about the blood, not just talk about the blood, but we are to display the wonder-working power of that blood in this generation that we're living. Now, if you're seated there, you will use it. Now, it made it sound like, you know, if you're afraid to move and don't believe it, and you're seated there, but let me tell you, you can't be seated there and don't believe it and afraid to move and never use it. Amen. Because if you're really seated there with him, you're going to use it, for you are ordained to do what you're to do. There is a people I'm preaching to this morning that are ordained to use the authority that God gave the church. Now, we are people seated with Christ. This means we rule with him over over the powers of darkness, over all the works of the devil, over all the works of the flesh. Amen. We are to be active, overcoming. Remember, the the reward is not given to, to those who quit. The reward is not given to those who don't try. The reward is only given to those who fight and prevail, who wrestle with and overcome, who reigns up above it, who faces, who faces that enemy and takes dominion over him. Amen. We are to be active, overcoming, possessing our inheritance, using our faith to shield ourselves from the dark of the darks of the wicked in order to advance the kingdom of God and by the use of the sword, which is the word of God. Now, this word that was given to us was not given us to us so that we would have a placard on our wall that we believe the seven seals are open or to have a, a, a declaration of, of a theological uh, achievement that we have now achieved a great learning and we're more learned people than everybody else. This sword is not that kind of a sword. That's a piece of paper that hangs on a wall. It's a diploma that man gives. But we're not here to give you a diploma. We are here to tell you there is a sword that has been placed in your hand. And it is for the purpose of fighting. It is not for decoration. Hallelujah. Now, we have been given the sword, which is the word of God. It is for the pulling down of strongholds and every high thing that exalts itself against the word of God. Now, Brother Branham told us this in 1965, God of this evil age. He said, instead of tarrying for the baptism of the Holy Ghost, we'd let science prove to her that the Holy Ghost was only for the disciples. Instead of keeping divine healing going, which you ought to be now raising the dead and doing great miracles, she has let Satan under his leadership of religious man take the word of God and try to say that it was for another age and she's believed it. Oh, God, help us. Listen, friends, we have been called to, to use the, the atonement. We have been called to use the power of that atonement. He wants to show his exceeding great and mighty power toward us. That's what he wants. 
The same thing he wrought in Christ to raise you up. Amen. To give you dominion. To put things under your feet. And I'm telling you right now, there are, there are, there are things in your life that you need to be brought under your feet. Amen. There are things that you're dealing with in this life right now, young or old, that you need to be brought under your feet. And I want you to know it was not ordained to tread on you. You were ordained to tread on it. Remember, you are a serpent bruiser. You are to tread on its head. Amen. Now, we're to use the power of the atonement. Now, Jesus said, and, and um, you, you can put this up, but I'm going to use a different translation, Matthew 12 and 28. Jesus said, on the other hand, if I drive out demons by the power of God, then the end of Satan's kingdom has come. If I drive out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is coming to you. But that also means the end of Satan's kingdom has come. Amen. Then he says, who would dare enter the house of a mighty man and steal his property? First, he must be overpowered and tied up by one who is stronger than he. And then his entire house can be plundered and every possession stolen. Amen. Well, in case you don't know what this means, that means that our Jesus, he triumphed over death, over hell, over the grave. Somebody with me? He went right down into Satan's kingdom and triumphed over him, and he has bound the strong man. Amen. He has brought under dominion the strong man, the one who had rule over you all of your life. I tell you, he has bound. That means he has set limitations on him. Amen. Rendered him powerless. Amen. But you know what? Then, let me tell you, then his entire house can be plundered and ever possession stolen. Now, if Jesus' job was to bind the strong man, you got to realize, amen, it's our turn to ransack his house. Amen. Are you with me? Amen. If he bound the strong man, if he defeated Satan, did he defeat Satan? Then it is your job as part of his army to go in there and collect the spoils. So if he took healing from you, go back and get it. Amen. If he took a loved one of yours away, go back and get him. You've got a right to enforce it because the, the, the strong man has been bound. And every one of his possessions are open for you to grab. Jesus has bound the strong one. And Jesus makes it clear, if you're not for me, you're against me. Amen. He that's not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. So he said, if you're, in other words, he said, if you're not ready to help me, you're against me. I bound him. Now it's your turn to ransack. Get in there and get what he stole. Brother Benham 
told us in the restoration of the bridegroom, he stole the souls of man that belong to God. Amen. He stole healing. He stole your deliverance. He stole your peace. Amen. He's a thief. He comes to rob and to kill and destroy. But Jesus bound the strong man. He triumphed. Amen. Over every principality. Over every power. I tell you, your enemy is bound. Limitations are set on him. He can only do so much. Amen. While you have the opportunity to go into his house and get everything back that he stole from the sons of God. Hallelujah. Let me just show you Colossians chapter 2 and verse 13. And you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh that he made alive. Notify your face right now that you're alive. Amen. He hath some of you is already losing the battle. <laughs> Amen. The reward's only to the victorious one. Beat your flesh this morning. Bring it under subjection. Amen. Listen, he, hath, he, he said, you being dead in your sins, the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together, having forgiven you all trespasses. Oh, hallelujah. How do you stand before him? All trespasses forgiven. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. Amen. Let me tell you, he did not only deal with Satan, he he dealt with your past. He dealt with your faults. He dealt with your failures. And he took every one of them and nailed them to the cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers. Oh, hallelujah. Is there a people today that is ready to spoil Satan's kingdom? Are you ready to follow your Lord in the battle? And having spoiled principality and powers, he made her show them openly. Triumphant over them, in it. But God ain't happy just to be the conqueror. He wants you to conquer. What did it benefit him for him to be the conqueror and you remain defeated? You're to share in his victory. He has spoiled principalities and powers, making a show of them openly by raising from the dead. He shows what he will do with you, quicken you and making you alive. Amen. Amen. Who were dead in sins and trespasses. Now, we read this quote the other day, but bringing it back to your attention. Christianity versus idolatry, but you say, but Brother Branham, I'm the least one. That's the soles of his feet. But remember, he's triumphed with you, triumphed with you over every bit of it. 
even if you're the soles of his feet, every sickness, amen, can you say that? Every sickness, say this, and every devil, every power, even death itself is under your feet, under you. Hallelujah. Then Brother Branham gets so invigorated and says, glory, I don't even feel 52 anymore. Amen. That ought to make some of our elders jump up and say, hallelujah. Amen. I don't feel old anymore. I feel a, a spring of youth on the inside of me. I've got a hold of a fountain that can never run dry. Hallelujah. I'm drinking from a fountain. Amen. From a boundless supply. Amen. This is the truth. If I can get this church to see that, brother, we'll be a triumphant church. Believers in him, all evil under him. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. You're beginning to sound less Baptist to me. Amen. Now, so now, Jesus said, so join with me. If you're not on my side, you're against me. If you refuse to help me gather the spoils, you're just making things worse. Not on him, on you. Amen. So you see, if you're not on my side, you're against me. So join with me. And if you refuse to help me gather the spoils, you're making things worse on yourself. Amen. Now, Jesus is saying there is no war with, that, that, that this is not a war with no, with, with no neutrality. This is, this is a war with no neutrality. In other words, join my side or you're going to miss the spoils of victory. You'll forever be scattered. Who wants to be scattered? When we, when we were part of the despoil, and we were pulled out by the world and by sin and by denominationalism out of the promise, and we've been regathered. Who wants to be? Who wants to be scattered again? Not me, brother. You either join, join his side, put everything you got in this battle, or you're going to miss the spoils of victory and be forever scattered. So the choice is yours. You can be dilatory and lazy, or you can follow your mighty captain in battle to ransack, to plunder, and to turn Satan's kingdom upside down. Oh, yeah. I know. I know you may think we're surrounded, but we're surrounded by him. You may think it's awful dark now, but you ain't got eyes to see the great light that I've seen that expels the darkness, that shows a bride already in her promised land and going to receive her Messiah. Yeah, I know, I know the end time 
is fraught with a lot of spirits. The Bible said in 2 Peter 3 and 3, knowing this first. Now, you know, Brother Bradham preaches a rapture in the first part. If you ever listen to the rapture sermon, which you should, and should do it over and over, you can keep Scripture up, uh, that, you know, you would see that Brother Branham preaches in the rapture. The first part of it, he deals with scoffers. They're very much a part of his coming. Amen. Amen. They're there everywhere that you look. Every mocker that there is, every scoffer, every ridicule, everything is there. Right where it's supposed to be. Are you where you're supposed to be? We can talk about them and they, but about us. Amen. Knowing this first that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust. And we know that. And saying, this will be the attitude, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. And this spirit begins to anoint. Remember, these are, these are spirits. If you could see it, be like Brother Branham would call the hood of death that he saw over people. And, and you would see it's an anointing. They are under an anointing. Somebody with me? Scoffers here in the last days. Now, and they are saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. So you know already the end time and the rapture process is going to have plenty of scoffing going on. Lots of mocking. It comes with it. It's all a part of the end time. And some have made a mockery out of, out of the message of God. You know, the other day I watched a mockery. I watched a video of a marriage where a couple stood before a tape recorder while some, some mocker, they said, now we'll turn the service over our pastor, God's prophet, and recording was being played to, to be married by. You know why? Why did they do that? Because mockers have planted the seed of discrepancy that says God don't have the power to call men to the ministry that can preach the word. You know, someone told me one time, Brother Tim, I just don't believe that anymore is being called. I just don't believe there's a true man of God out there. I just don't believe that, 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 they, that, that, that there's any, any of them. There's none out there. I said, well, then your God is, must be a little bitty God. He said, well, why do you say that? I said, because he ain't able to keep his word. He said, I put in the church apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the edifying of the church and to build him up till we all come to the unity of the faith to the knowledge of the Son of God. And I said, your God that you're talking about ain't able to do that. He can't have a ministry that is true. He can't, he, this God that you're, to, that you're serving cannot have a ministry that can be credible and stand there on the word of God toe-to-toe with the devil and defeat him in this age and stay with what the prophet said. But I'll tell you what, our God's bigger than that. Amen. Our God's got a ministry on the earth through which he is working through. Amen. But I mean, they've turned it into mockery. Stand up there and mock 
and say, you know, we're going to turn the service over to God's servant and prophet. You can't turn the service over to, to uh, someone who's dead. Right. This is Catholicism. I mean, you can't have a pastor. Brother Brendan said, he, you know, said, do you believe in, in, the, in the intercession of saints? He said, yeah, if they're living. Brother Branham's, Brother Branham can't intercede for you. He has to be alive here up on the earth as a man calling out to God. Amen. But mockers, mockers making the blood, the mocking the blood of Jesus, uh, saying that his intercession is no longer needed. It's over with. Mockers. Mocking the second coming, saying it's already over. Mocking the return with Christ as in Revelation 19. Saying it's already fulfilled. When there's three comings of Christ, he comes for his church. Amen. First comes to redeem his church. Comes second for, to for his church the third time with his church. And no matter how much word that we have been given, it doesn't fulfill Revelation 19. That is mockers. Amen. That is mockery, mockery, mocking the literal and physical return, mocking Jesus as being the chosen place of worship. And now saying the chosen place of worship is only with our group they call the bride. Mocking the deity of Christ, the deity of Jesus saying he was just a man. And now say, oh, but there's two lords and Jesus was just a minor, minor one, just a man under God. It's mockery. Mocking divine healing. Can you imagine that? The mockery and the attitude toward divine healing. You know, I, I told someone the other day, you know, just, just speaking about it with a, one who's supposed to be a believer, about how God has come down and healed heal in our church the cancer and brain bleeds and alopecia and, and, and just began to list it, and he dismissed it as nothing, as mockers. Mocking the baptism of the Holy Ghost, saying it's just emotion. Amen. I'll tell you what, if it's just emotion, I want some of that emotion. Amen. That'll get you so drunk in Christ that you lose your own identity and find your identity in him. Your life is changed forever. Amen. It is mockery. It is mockery to say that the Holy Ghost doesn't come today as it did on the day of Pentecost. We, got, we get it different. We got it differently. You see, we, we receive the Holy Ghost when we just embrace the doctrine. That's mockery. Well, you know what? The devil is at his job. And I don't want to brag too much on him, but I do want you to know what he's been doing. Amen. Because part of the revelation of Christ is exposing the work of the Antichrist. And you've got to identify the work of the Antichrist and withstand it. Is that right? Brother Branham told us in Christ the mystery, he said, notice in this last day, Lucifer is doing the same thing. The devil doing the same thing, building up a hybrid church, hybrid by hybrid members, Hybrid by knowledge instead of the word, by intellectual men instead of born again men, building an intellectual kingdom that will outshine Christ's little bitty flock. See, what, what is it that did that? Fallen angels. 
Amen. The Bible said that the fallen angels who listened to Lucifer instead of Christ, whom they once belonged to. Is that right? The Bible said they kept not their first estate. Amen. Now, he said fallen angels. What kind of angels? Luther, Wesley, Catholic, Pentecostals, who kept not their first estate like the angels did and his fallen organization like Lucifer's main hold at Nicaea. And what have they done? Organized a great ecumenical association of ministers to make an image to the beast. As the Bible said, building a, a Christian economy that will close the doors of this church and others like it. Amen. Do you know Brother Branham said himself, I believe that one day the bride will be forced to stop preaching. Now what kind of spirit is it that would try to force us to quit preaching? He said he was the beast. So you can identify the Antichrist spirit that don't want us to preach anymore. Amen. Trying to force the bride to quit preaching. Amen. Let me tell you, friends, they can try and put all the pressure they want, but we ain't about to stop. We ain't about to quit. We're going to herald the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're going to do what Paul said, preach the word. Be instant, in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke. With all long-suffering and doctrine. For the time will come that they will not heed sound doctrine. So they'll heap to themselves teachers because their ears are itching. Notice, he said, see Lucifer at his work. I'm trying to bring you to threefold revelation or mystery of God. And what did they do? Sold out to reasonings of wisdom and education. And this is, this is our problem. Where we get smart-minded intellectual men without a real call from God trying to handle the word. Amen. And so, so, he, so they become like Eve did, fallen angels did, sold out to reasoning. Wesley was a man of God, but what followed him? Fallen angels got into it. What was the angels first? Created beings of God, but fell for Lucifer's wisdom. And you see what they become? Fallen angels and organizations from men of God who have went forth to establish truths in the earth. And before that truth could go on and proclamate and get onto the real revelation of Christ, fallen angels come in and took it over and made denominations out of it. Amen. Amen. Now remember, denominations isn't just something because that, that, that it has a, uh, you know, a, a legal form that's registered with the government, so we're denomination, is any group that isolates itself from the Word of God and becomes then the voice of God. Amen. You got to belong to us. We're the the chosen place of worship. You know, we we can remit sins or or we can can, uh, keep, you know, retain sins or remit sins. Because, you know, if you agree with us, we'll forgive your sins. But if you don't agree with us, your sins are retained. You can't put that kind of power in the hands of men. Come on. You cannot put that kind of power in the hands of men. The only way that we 
we can properly use that abiding and loosen is by the same way the early church did of repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for remission of sin and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's the way we remit sins. Amen. Now, so you see, and there's no way, there is no way that you can remit sins by, by faith or by revelation only. It has to be by blood. Because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. Now, there's only one thing can happen. There has to be a message at the end time when there's nothing else can follow it. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I want to belong to that message Amen. where nothing else follows it. Amen. Amen. Now, the ecumenical world has set up such a regime that there can be no denomination or no nothing else follow it. You're either in it or you're not. The fruit is in the top of the tree, and the light is shining on that predestinated fruit, and she is ripening into a Christ-like fruit. Bring in the same mellowness and sweetness and the same spirit that he had in him. I hope you see it. What's the denomination trying to do? Exalt itself like Lucifer. They so called themselves the church, the bride, which they are in Revelation 17, as spoke of, the false bride. Above Christ's little flock, the bride, Lucifer, thinks and exalts himself above the humble word of God's truth. By the knowledge of the revelation and his place himself by seminary education and theology until they've got themselves up. And if you don't belong in their group, then you are outwash. Like Lucifer did at the beginning to the people, just exactly what Lucifer said to Eve. Surely God will receive us. We feed the poor. That's good. Surely he will receive us. We're a great denominational. We're a beautiful church. Why, look at our, here are our great buildings. Look at our great membership. We stand in the millions. Surely God will not turn that group down. The same thing Cain did. Brought in pretty fruits. You see, friends, it's got to be the blood. We can't come down to the end time and start offering Cain's offering without blood. Amen. The same thing Cain did, brought in the pretty fruits from the ground that he had tilled and toiled and worked and brought in the fruits and rejected the humble blood of the lamb. Oh, God, may we never reject the humble blood of the lamb. Amen. Amen. Now, in uniting time of sign, Brother Brandon said, what did Malachi 4 say? would restore, restore back the original Pentecostal faith back to the people with the same Pentecostal message, the same Pentecostal sign, the same Pentecostal evidence, the same God, the same power, the same teaching, everything exactly with the vindication of the same pillar of fire that struck Saul down on the road down to Damascus is among us today doing the same things he did in that day. Hallelujah. Now that's what the message will do. Amen. It'll restore us back to the same sign, the same Pentecostal message, same Pentecostal evidence, the same God, same power, same teaching, same exactly everything with with the vindication of the same pillar of fire. Amen. Now, doing among us the same things that he did in that day. Now, Jesus, 
he told us the reason why that the word of God was not being effective. And he told us it was because traditions made the word of God of none effect. Is somebody with me now? Amen. Amen. Now, traditions. Now, let me tell you something, friends. God hates a powerless religion. And that's all that traditions has in it. There is, is no power. Amen. So God hates a powerless religion. You know what traditions do? They bind. Now, there is a great binding that is going on here in this end time. Amen. Because the World Council of Churches binds with traditions. Amen. Like the straw is being bundled in bundles uh, to, and bundles them all together. Traditions, amen, will bind. Listen, traditions will bind you together with the rest of them. Now, you say, well, Brother Tim, what is a tradition? Well, a tradition is a doctrine believed to have divine authority, but not recorded in the Scripture. A tradition is a doctrine that is believed to have divine authority, but not recorded in the Scripture. In other words, we've got to go out of the message. We've got to go beyond the messenger. We've got to go beyond the Bible and just reach out there and grab things that are not even scriptural and start believing them. Traditions are doctrine that are not scriptural, but just precepts of men, decrees of men. Well, I, you know, I can't explain it, and it's not in the Bible, and the Brother Branham didn't say it, but I believe it. Well, I don't. And I ain't going to. Amen. I'm not following you out there to some, in some wilderness journey somewhere. Amen. Following you with your unscriptural doctrines. That you, that you made by just, you know, just, just by cherry picking a quote or two. Amen. We, what we believe must be all the way from Genesis to Revelation. And it needs to come all the way through the message. Amen. But you see, again, traditions make the word of God of none effect. Do we get that point? All right. So. Brother Branham told us that the Holy Spirit has been bound at the door of creeds and dogmas. Now, creed means I believe. Dogmas are accepted doctrines. And so the Holy Spirit is bound at the door of creeds and and dogmas, which can bind the Holy Ghost because they're unscriptural. They're not in the Word. I mean, it, it doesn't flow through, through the message. It doesn't. Let, let me just say, if your new birth experience does not match the book of Acts. Is somebody with me? It came from a creed of man and not from the Bible. Amen. A Bible Christian is going to match the Bible. Amen. So the Holy Spirit gets bound by the door of creeds and dogmas. In other words, they shut Jesus out. And Laodicea is good at that. And just because you're saying message, message, don't mean you ain't got the door slammed in his face. Amen. 
However, the returning of the atonement. Did somebody hear that? Amen. The returning of the atonement. Remember, this is what this Malachi 4 was to do, was return us back to the original atonement. Amen. The, the returning to the atonement through the blood of the ram, it releases the Holy Spirit back to the church again. So some are binding him and others are releasing him. I want to be among that group that is releasing the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost gets released in the songs. The Holy Ghost gets released in our praise. The Holy Ghost gets released in our preaching. The Holy Ghost gets released at the altar. The Holy Ghost is released upon the sick and they shall recover. I want to be a part of the releasing, not the binding. Now, Brother Branham said in the Feast of the Trumpet, while this group down here has got 2,000 bound at the river Euphrates, he's been bound for 2,000 years. Also, the church has bound the Holy Ghost for nearly 2,000 years under martyrdom back there. In other words, you know, they, they would kill them out. They would stomp them out, kill them out, murder them any way to stop. That's the only way they could stop it. It's just, you see, they couldn't get to the word. And they couldn't stop the word, so they attacked the vessel that the word came in. Does that give you any idea of what's going on with you? Amen. The, the devil can't get to the word. Amen. So he's attacking the vessel that the word's in. Your body, that's what I'm talking about. You're under attack because of the word. Amen. But if you're, if you're really under attack because of the word, the word will stand for you. Yeah. 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 Hallelujah. I don't care what your battle is. If it's for your teenage child, if it's for a rebellious one in your house, if it's for a situation in your home, if it's a problem in your marriage, I don't care what it is. The word will stand for you. Place that word. Now, so he said the Holy Spirit can't work in the church because of man-made system. But I love these words. But she's going to be liberated. She's coming back. He's talking about the Holy Ghost. He's being liberated. May we be a people that release it. Amen. This says, do your work, God. Amen. We're not going to bind you with some tradition. No, but we're going to release the power of God to go to work. She's coming back. That's what the Bible said. Now, the Holy Spirit is released by the removing of the traditions. When you see the, can see the Holy Spirit moving Jesus in human flesh back in his church again. Listen, this is what he said. The Holy Spirit has been bound by these denominational rivers for almost 2,000 years, but it's to be loosed in the evening time. By the evening time message. So the real message will release the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 The Holy Spirit back in the church again 
watch now, Christ himself revealed in human flesh in the evening time. Oh, God, let my flesh be one you're revealing in. That's your prayer this morning. Now, to do this, God has broken every veil of tradition so that we can see we have a high priest so that we can access the very throne of God. You know why? Because we need favor. We need grace. Don't you know what Brother Branham preached? He preached about rapturing grace. Not just rapturing faith, but rapturing grace. Amen. Because we're, we're going to need grace. The favor of God to go in this rapture. Amen. Oh, God, I want that favor. Amen. Now, Brother Branham told us in the mighty God unveiled, he has broken every denominational veil, every sound barrier. That sound that says, oh, that's fanaticism. He broke right through that. That sound that says, oh, them people are crazy. He broke right through that veil. He did that. Oh, you can't do it. You're nothing but a bunch of fanatics. He broke right through that. No such thing as divine healing. He broke right through that. Oh, my, for his word said he would, and you can't conquer the word of God. Hallelujah. Now, again, he says, and there he stands tonight, the mighty conqueror. Since he broke every Methodist, Baptist, Presbyterian, every other kind of veil, he still stands among his people tonight, unconquered by traditions. Let the people say anything they want to, do whatever they want to, anything they want to. God comes breaking right through that sound barrier. And then he says, remember, they tell me when a plane really breaks that sound barrier, there's no limits to his speed. And I'm telling you, when you break that traditional barrier that Jesus is way back and isn't now, when you find he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, there is no limit to what God can do right here and show this world what they need. Amen. Not a world's fair, but a world revival that'll be filled and baptized with the presence of the living God in Murphy and veiling himself into human flesh. Then he says, hallelujah, I believe it. Amen. Broke every barrier. Broke every veil. Nothing could hide his presence. And when people get hungry in their heart, is there somebody today hungry in their heart? When people get hungry in their heart, there's a veil ready to be broke. Amen. You can just depend on that. Rent every veil by his great Holy Spirit. And here he stands, the mighty conqueror, saying yesterday, today, and forever, healing the sick, baptizing the believers, just as he always did. He's the mighty conqueror. Doomed devils are on the run. Yes, sir. They always are when he's around. Amen. You may think I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by him. Doomed devils are on the run. They always are when he's around. Hallelujah. Then when God in mercy rent the veil for them to see, they were so wrapped in their traditions 
It was still hid to them even to this day. Say now, the glory, the power of the Holy Spirit, this kind of glory that comes upon the believer. Now, I mean the real believer that causes the works of God and the faith coming to him to believe the word of God. That's all hid to them eyes. They say them things are past. You see, they're still living behind the veil. Amen. Now, not with Christ. They're on the other side. Amen. They're, they're, they, got, they got their tradition that's hiding God from them. But you're not behind that veil anymore, little ones. God has come and fold you to you. Hallelujah. We've already seen the veil open. And the mighty God was unveiled. It wasn't two, Lord. It was one, Lord. Amen. It wasn't multiple deities. It was one God. Amen. The veil opened. Oh, my. Expose the Antichrist spirit. So he's been working all along the, the ages, even right now. And we're under an anointing of the fired eagle. Hallelujah. The eagle there feels that wind of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Coming underneath his wings. And he just lifts it out and jumps out in it. There ought to be some people in this building this morning feel the moving of the Holy Ghost and spread their wings of faith and jump out into the presence of God where all things are possible to them that believe. You're not behind that veil anymore, little ones. God has come in full view of you. And when you break through that veil... This is Patriarch Abraham in 64. When you break through that veil of unbelief. So, well, Brother Tim, I, my, 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 my deal is this or that. I, I, don't, I don't know what, I don't have all them veils. Well, there's a lot of veils. Unbelief and pride. Come on, church. There's all kinds of veils. Veils of worldliness. Amen. Education, all kinds of all kinds of veils that hide God from you, keep you from seeing Christ. And when you break through that veil of unbelief, because that's what it all is, sum it all up. Every one of them is unbelief. Your pride is unbelief. Your arrogance is unbelief. These false doctrines that are floating around are unbelief. When you break through that veil of unbelief, then you got the keys in your hands. Of death, hell, and the grave, because you got a conqueror who conquered it for you. Then you got Hebrews 13 and 8 that tells us Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, traditions are powerless. They are. They are doctrine believed to have divine authority, but not recorded in the scripture. You see, they, 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 they don't come from the absolute. Now, Brother Branham told us in the message, pardon. This is in October after the seals were preached. He said, traditions in them days, the great prophet cried out and said, your traditions are powerless. They stink before me, have no faith in them. The people were offering these offerings without even having faith in what they were doing. Oh, God, don't let me take the word of God as tradition where that it's not being anointed with my faith. 
come on, we're not a dead church. Amen. We're a living church. Amen. Brother Branham said the Messiah is here. That's him, the anointed word. He said it's waiting, just waiting for those who have faith to anoint it and make it live again. So the word just needs your, your faith to anoint it, to make it work. In other words, somebody's got to start believing. You know, come on, are we going to be a church? I think some of them, you know, have, have heard the word and they've been struck dumb like Zechariah. And they can't talk anymore. They can't say, hey, man, there's no hallelujah. And they saw, they, they heard the angel and didn't believe it. And they're struck dumb. Remember, there's a virgin somewhere. Who can identify yourself with that virgin? There's a virgin somewhere that she hears it. And what does she say? Be it unto me according to thy word. She agrees with it. She says it's true. And then she says, let it work in me. Amen. Now, traditions are powerless. They stink before me, have no faith in them. These people were offering these offerings without even having faith in what they were doing. Now, let's just ask ourselves a question. Isn't that like that, something like today? As bad as we hate to say it, we got to face facts somewhere. There's something wrong somewhere. Why this church? Now, let's just quit and forget about all them out yonder. Whether they make it or don't make it, I want to make it. Years ago, I stood at the grave of, of Brother Branham's with, my, with some young men from my church. And I stood with him. My son was there. He was just a little boy, maybe nine years old. We stood there with other young men from this church, and I, I went by, dropped by Jeffersonville. I think it was the year 85 or 84. <laughs> I went, to, went there, and I stood there at Brother Branham's grave. And I looked around at them boys. I says, boys, somebody's going to believe this message. It's going to work in somebody's life. Somebody's going to accept it and embrace it and see it manifest itself. And I said, it might as well be me. And that's still the way I feel about it this morning. Amen. That I, I can look right there at that promise of God. God, you sent a prophet to this age and you didn't do it in vain. Somebody's going to believe the message. It's going to work in somebody's life. It's going to work in some church. And we might as well be the people that it works in. Hallelujah. God, let it take flesh in me. Not just a tradition, not just one of you, not just dilatory and lazy, but a church that's on fire with the power of God that sees God in action. We've got to face the facts somewhere. There's something wrong somewhere. Why this church? 
ought to be a million miles up the road to where it is now. Jesus is waiting on his church to get ready. His bride has made herself ready. We got the potentials. The Holy Spirit is here. God is here, the power to heal the sick, the power to do all things that Christ did. I've seen it demonstrated myself by the Holy Spirit. So the potentials are here. What God is waiting for us is to get away from, from is our traditions and come back under the blood of his son. Amen. Jesus Christ and become the church of the living God. Methodist, Baptist, Lutheran, Presbyterian, whatever more, whosoever will may come and take of the waters of life freely. I believe that with all that is in me, God sent the Holy Spirit down, the Holy Spirit to do that. Amen. To do what? To bring the people back under the blood of his son. Back under the original atonement and the power of that atonement. Now, he said in pardon, the same message, how can a man today upon the principles of what Jesus promised these signs to all the world and this blessings to all the world and the Holy Ghost to fall just like it did in the beginning on whosoever would, God would call, how can a man call himself a Christian and deny that word and say that the Holy Spirit is in him? The Holy Spirit will punctuate every word of God with an amen. Oh, brother, our educational systems has drawn us away from it. Our denomination has separated us from one another and from Christ, and they'll continue to do that. And we've seen it. And you, you can do, you can take a substitute and anything. It's no more than fig leaves again. God rejects it, but when the church comes under the blood of Jesus Christ with the token of the Holy Spirit upon them, then you're going to see brotherhood again, and you're going to see a church full of power. Hallelujah. That's where brotherhood is, is under the blood. Amen. And that's where a church full of power is, is under the blood. And the reason why there's so much division and separation around the message today is because they got out from under the blood. God hates, listen to your prophet, God hates a powerless religion. It's got to be power. Certainly, it's a power to save a man from sin. It's a power that can do signs and wonders and miracles as Jesus Christ promised. They zeroed in on the word of God back there and believed it, and it hit the target. You zero the same way on the word of God, it'll hit the target again. It's got to because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. God don't like a powerless religion. God don't want that. God wants to perform. God wants to show himself alive. Our very hopes is a resurrection. Is that right? Our hopes of life is a resurrection. The resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. So God wants to display his power. Amen. Amen. In the message, there is a man here that can turn on the light. This again is December of 63. Brother Branham would say, today 
The church ought to be Jesus Christ in action. Say it, in action. Upon the earth. Because I live, you shall live also. And my life will be in you. The works that I do shall you do also. And the church has got to get to that place too. And he promised, oh, I love this part. And he promised that it would do it. Hallelujah. And it will. It's got to come that way. So you see, that's what, they, that's what takes place. We've got to be that way. So this message that God sent in this end time was to turn us back to the word in faith. Yeah, I know the healing revival is dead and it's over with. And that was the beginnings of the former reign. But I'd like to tell you, if that was the former reign, then what about the latter reign? Amen. Brother Branham made clear that the latter reign was this third pull. Amen. And if it's the third pull, if it's the latter rain, it's going to produce a crop. Amen. Now, in order to produce a crop, you've got to plant something. Amen. You're not going to get anything unless you plant. Is that right? And Brother Branham said, if you want a church, you start with the Word of God. You want the life of God, you start with the Word of God. You set the Word of God in its fullness every measure of it, and then if it's that fullness of God in you, then the rain that's falling will produce exactly what's in your garden. Now listen, God's going to have a church. He said he would. He said the gates of hell would not prevail against her. Amen. You say, Brother Tim, see, he don't have a church today. He's got a bride. He's got a church that is the bride. Amen. He will not fail. He'll have that church without spot or wrinkle. Is that right? Amen. So in the spoken word, Brother Branham said, the word, can you see it? The word takes flesh. There you are. God is going to have a church and it's going to be born of the word of God because it is the living word of God. Amen. So now, Brother Branham looked for a church that was the word. So he says, if the word has been planted, and you know, he, he admitted there was other seeds that were planted. He said there was, there was things like, you know, Billy Graham had planted his easy believism. And, and you know, a million more, more than 44, and you know, they've added millions there. And what they did, Baptists got more Baptists. Hello. Amen. Then, then what happened? Or Roberts come along. He was another head planner. You know, in our age, he's, he's, he sowed his pr- prosperity message. And what do you get? A lot of people, you know, that's where they thought the blessings and power of God was on how rich you could be. Right? Amen. So then, then you turn around and he says, and I, he said, and I have sowed the word. So there has been a word seed, the spoken word, the original seed, planted. Hallelujah. And it's going to produce a crop. There will be a word bride that will match that message. Hallelujah. And if the word was Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever, then the bride church will be the same Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, So you see what Brother Branham looked for. He was looking for a church that was positioned and placed 
that knew who they were. How many times did he preach on, hear ye him, on and on the adoption? What was Brother Branham trying to tell us? He says, the church has got to be placed, positioned. They got to know where they are. He said, you, you, know, you know, because they're, they're trying to, they're, they're trying to, to go back and, and, and be something uh, and live out the message of another age. Hello? I mean, some, some people are so worried about living out the message of Azusa Street and repeating that again and inadvertently become to live out the message of the Baptists and Presbyterians with their easy believism. You see, if the devil can't throw you to one extreme, he throws you to the others. And you don't keep a balance in things. Is somebody with me? But God is going to place his church. It's written in the Bible. It's shown in the types. Amen. It's, it's preached in the message. God is, is wanting to place his church sons and daughters of God. Oh, Brother Brandon would pray, God, let me live to see it as my prayer. It's so close. I can just almost feel it with my hands almost. Look like it's right there. It's what I long to see. Waiting for the time when walk down the street. There's a cripple laying there from his mother's womb. Silver and gold have I none. Oh, waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. Hallelujah. When God will make himself known when they will stop sickness. They will stop cancer. They will stop diseases. I'm talking to a church, amen, that is seeing the workings of the power of God, amen, to stop diseases, stopping cancer, stopping brain bleeds, stopping alopecia in its tracks, stopping sin, stopping rebellion, casting out devils, amen, what a church that is placed here in the end time. Oh, hallelujah. We're right here in the fulfillment of prophecy. We're a church that Brother Branham longed to see is here on the earth. And you are it. Part of it. Not all of it, but part of it. Because he's got a bride around the world. Amen. That has the same desire. And that's to see Christ manifest. Oh, you think cancer is something? The Bible said there's coming a time men will rot in their flesh and buzzard will eat off their carcasses before they even die. Cancer is a toothache to what's coming. But remember, that horrible thing was forbidden in that day to touch those who had the seal of God. That's what we're striving for now is to get in and be positionally placed in the kingdom of God before those horrible plagues strike. Then he goes on to say, but in the fullness of time, God sent in his own good time, Jesus the lamb slain before the, from the foundation of the world. Amen. His blood was shed that I might go to my inheritance. To be what? Yes, Lord. What an inheritance? To sonship. Yes. To be a son of God. Right. Now this may choke you to death. <laughs> All right, somebody get ready to do CPR. We got any first aid responders? Might be a bigger job than what you ever had. This may just choke you to death. 
But did you know that men that are sons of God are amateur gods? How many know, ever know that? How many knows that Jesus said, so the Bible said, Jesus said, did not your law say itself, you are gods? And if you call them gods, when, which God said in Genesis 2, they were gods, for they had full dominion over the earth, the world. He gave them, gave them dominion over all things, and he lost his godship, and he lost his sonship, he lost his domain, and Satan took it over. But brother... We are waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. Are you ready to spoil Satan's kingdom? Are you ready to plunder his house? Amen. We're waiting for the manifestations, the revealing of sons. Hallelujah. Who will come back and take it over again. Waiting for the fullness of time. When the pyramid gets up to the top. When false sons of God will be manifested. When the power of God will walk out. Hallelujah. And will take every power that Satan's got away from him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. It belongs to you as sons of God. It belongs to you as daughters of God. You are to take every power Satan's got away from him. We're not at the bottom of the pyramid. We're at the top. By the way, do you know why? You know, Enoch built a pyramid. Brother Branham would use that for illustration. He said, not a pyramid doctrine. But just to illustrate, it starts off, you know, at the bottom wide and comes up, narrows at the top. But anybody know here? Do you know why, do you know why, Enoch, why what they said in, in the Egyptian, in the Egyptian language that a pyramid means? It means a place of ascension. A place of ascension. And we're at the top. Ready to ascend. Come on, we're not going down. This bride's going up. Amen. She's not a fallen church, she's a rising church. You are part, not of the fallen world, you're a part of the rising church. Amen. Brother Bradham, he tells what God put upon his pen. He says in the church age book, there he is. He is spirit and he is life. That's exactly what the Word is. That's exactly what Jesus is. He is the Word. So when a spirit-born, spirit man in faith takes that Word into his heart and places it upon his lips, why, that is the same as deity speaking. Every mountain has to go. Satan cannot stand before that man. Amen. Is there some Mary here today? Is there somebody in the building? Is there a people of faith in this building who would say, be it unto me. Let that be my word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If the church way back there in that third age had only held to the revelation of the living word in their midst, the power of God would not have faded as it did in the dark ages. But you know, the cycle of revival and death has never failed. And we go down and we're looking down and we're seeing it all begin to fade off and people becoming colder and colder and and churches becoming more formal and formal. So you can't hardly even get an amen. There's no worship. 
Amen. There's no hallelujahs. Amen. They say, well, it ain't, you know, all you got is a bunch of emotion. Well, you ain't got that. Amen. You know, you, you know, come on. You got to show somehow you're alive. Amen. It's the dead that cannot speak. If we're a living bride of Christ, we can at least say amen to the word. We can at least rejoice in our truth. Come on. Amen. When the church returns to the word and faith, we can say without a doubt that the glory of God and the wonderful acts of God will be in our midst again. Now, so he says, here's what I'm trying to say to you. The law of reproduction bring forth its kind, Genesis 1.11, that these last days, true church bride comes to the headstone will be the super church, a super race as it nears the great headstone. They will be so much like him. Even they will be in his very image in order to be united with him. They will be one. They will be the very manifestations of the word of the living God. Amen. Now, the word that came to us was not an intellectual knowledge. It was a sword that was handed to us. Is that right? Now, to begin with, Brother Branham first knew of its anointing. He would call it, he would call it, it's an anointing greater than what I ever, ever knew before. Now, Brother Branham was a man who knew anointing. He would be able to tell, you know, when the angel of God, he's here. Amen. He knew the anointing. Amen. But, but this third pull, he called it a super anointing. Are you with me? He said a super anointing came down when the squirrels were created. A super anointing when Hattie Wright was, was given her children. I tell you today, we need that super anointing. And if the word was brought in was with a super anointing, then this end time bride has got to be super anointed by that word. Are you with me, church? We need a super anointing, not a dead letter. Super anointing. A dead letter has killed the anointing. It's killed prayer lines. It's killed divine healing. Killed emotion, killed worship, killed spiritual songs. It's killed prayer. Amen. I tell you, it's time to draw the king's sword and let that super anointing come that brings back the Holy Ghost, that brings back worship, that brings back divine healing. Hallelujah. Who is that warrior among us today that can see? Amen. His coming is soon. Amen. See the great Holy Spirit come in the form of Jesus Christ, the literal body that will take this world over again. Our king is coming. Amen. Let us cut a hole through the denominational creeds, through our own unbelief. Cut a hole through it. Cut a hole through the walls of those Philistines. Are you with me? That are hotter than the days of miracles are past. Amen. No such thing as divine healing no more. And you can't have an act to experience. Cut a hole through that. Cut a hole through that. Amen. And get there to the well of Bethlehem and bring your king.
drinking a fresh drink of Pentecostal water. Hallelujah. Not a bunch of stagnated water. Amen. Not something from a dead cistern somewhere full of wiggle tails of an age past. But I'm telling you, amen, the Holy Ghost in his power working in the church. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Oh, I'm not talking about just a bunch of hollering, screaming either, but I'm talking about a genuine Holy Ghost baptism that produces the life of Jesus Christ in the people again. Amen. Nothing wrong with shouting and screaming and hollering. Amen. But he's just talking about, a, you know, an empty emotion. Empty emotion without genuine Holy Ghost baptism. But something that produces the life of Jesus Christ. What have we got? We've got what kind of crop are we producing? Too many intellectual men instead of born again men. Amen. That's because intellectualism and psychology has been preached. But let me announce to you the word has been preached too. Amen. So all the end time age ain't going to be just intellectualism and psychology. There's also going to be the word manifested. Oh, Brother Branham saw it coming. He said, in the spoken words, original seed. He said, what's the matter now? She's waiting for her latter rain. We're talking about this super anointing. That's what comes with this message. Amen. That's when she produces her fruits. Hmm, I hope you get her. Then the kind of seed you have planted in your field will be the kind of crop you'll reap. If the denomination wants more members, that's what they're going to get, and that's what they've gotten. Pentecostals want more Pentecostals. That's what they're going to get. Right. Amen? Somebody with me now? Now listen to this sentence. But the Word is going to produce sons and daughters of God. Amen. Look, well, look at that great ladder rain supposed to be done. Uh, that, how they would run over the wall, leap over, how there'd be an army coming. Just a minute, huh? That's the kind of crop you'll get. It's the kind of seed you put in your field. Brother Bradham was saying, but I see from the word I planted. Amen. There's an army coming. And they're going to leap over the walls between the natural and the supernatural right into the arms of God. Amen. I see a church that if they get the true revelation of the true church and what she is and what she stands for and that she can do the greater works, she will be an invincible army. Amen. An invincible army. Amen. To plunder Satan's kingdom. To tear his house down. To take back what he stole from me. Hallelujah. You may think I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by him. Hallelujah. This what I know is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. And he'll have a bride that will match him. Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. Can you worship him this morning? Stand to your feet and give him praise. Hallelujah. I don't want to hear Baptist praise this morning. I don't want to hear Baptist praise. I want to hear the saints of God lift up their voice. 
be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. God answered this prayer today. That Brother Brandon prayed and said, God, I hope to live to see the day that I can see the church of the living God all lined up as one great army of Christ, all covered by the blood, every sister and brother, a saint moving forward in the power of the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe there's some in this here this morning that is an answer to that prayer. Oh, God, he said, Father, let us in our lifetime sow nothing but the genuine seed of God. Therefore, when the Spirit comes and falls upon it, may it bring forth a reproduction of Jesus Christ being a son or daughter of God. Hallelujah. Lift your hands to him and worship him. Amen. Amen. Release the power of the atonement. Release the joy that is in there. Amen. Release. Let that anointing be released by you agreeing with the word and saying, Be it unto me according to thy word, O God. Be it unto me. I'm surrounded, Lord. I'm surrounded by you. Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. 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 I feel his presence. Amen. Oh, that sweet, sweet anointing. Super anointing. Glory to God in the highest. Hallelujah, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. We glorify your name, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Release that. Release that anointing this morning. From that word that is in you. Release it. Amen. Anointed this morning. Anointed with faith. So I believe it, Lord. With all of my heart, I believe it. Amen. Just speak. Speak, Lord. Speak to us. Let your word be real in our lives and our hearts. Jesus, we need you, Lord. We glorify your name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Sing that song, Glory to His Name. It's glory to His Name. Just worship Him just for a moment. Amen. Let's just come and gather and hear a song for service, for preaching. Let's enter into His presence now. Amen. Let's just enter into, just yield to Him now. Just yield to Him. Just worship him now. Yield to him. Let him speak to you. The child, what's kept you, me from you is a veil. A veil of pride. A veil of my own selfish ambition, my own desires. A veil of worldliness. A veil of sin. Some veil of unbelief, but I want to see Jesus. I want to see Jesus today. I don't want God to be veiled to me. I want to see him in the midst of his people. Oh, glory to his name. 
supply that blood right now. That's the Holy Spirit. Just apply that blood. Amen. Just give it to him right now and say, Lord, I'm just so wondrously saved from sin. Jesus, you so sweetly abide within. Amen. There at the cross where he took me in. Amen. Invite him just to come, just take away that every bit of unbelief, doubting and fear. Amen. Where, whether maybe he will do it, he can't do it, or maybe he did it yesterday. Oh, if 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 we just lived in a day past, come right on around, just dip that down in the blood. I'm wondrously now saved from sin. Amen. Jesus so sweetly abides within. 
Amen. Amen. You believe he abides today? Amen. Our brother Tim has come forward this morning, been battling pinched nerve and shoulder pain back. Well, the body uses that body to work and toil here. Breaks down, gets wore out. But that ain't the end. That's not the end. That's not what we have to resign ourselves to. Well, it's just life. But the Bible said he triumphed. Triumphed over every principality and power. And everything that would exalt itself against the word of God. Do you believe that word today? Amen. Is it our promise today? We'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So, well, Brother Tim, it's just all wore out body and bones there and joints and whatever, just all wore out. This God, under this super anointing, created squirrels out of nothing. We're talking about his power got displayed. Him wanting to show his mighty power to us. He wasn't just wanting to show he could create squirrels, but he could create new cells in your body. Come on, church. This is his word of promise. Amen. We're going to believe his word of promise. I believe we're people under a super anointing. Amen. And under that super anointing, these signs shall follow them that believe. They'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Now, God has to recreate. You want to tell me? You want to tell me what God did for us? Through the word of God? Just spoken by the lips. Put $10,000 in our hands for our young, for our men to go to Japan. That was one time. Uh Uh-uh, he did it again. And again. And again. And again. And right there laying on my desk as the brothers are getting ready, right on the trustee's desk. I transferred it there this morning. Right there. Right as the brothers are getting ready to go back to Japan, to the Philippines, from a rank stranger to us, another check for $10,000 to cover all the expense. somewhere. Amen. And got it out of a fish's mouth and provided it there for his children. How much more will he not provide for you? Oh, hallelujah. You think what happened the other day with Sister Lana, that was just an accident? 
Do you realize that was a recreation? A recreation. One day, black lungs. The next day, healed lungs. Not a sign of it. Gone. Because why? We are called here to stop diseases. To speak a creative word. Hallelujah. We're under a super anointing. Amen. We're here today to anoint that word with our faith to believe and accept it on our behalf. Will you pray with me right now? Amen. Brothers, y'all reach down right there. And while we're praying, I want you to pray for Sister Ruth and that need too. Come on right on up here, Sister Ruth. Y'all just gather right around. Lay your hands on all of them right now in Jesus' name. We lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I lay my hands on them as promised in the name of Jesus. I rebuke the enemy in Jesus' name. Now may sail go to its sail. Amen. God, your God who can heal, even put a new pancreas in the body, put a new shoulder, put a new joint. Because God is the healer. And we ask it in the name of Jesus. For the glory of God. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We believe it. As we release the power of God to go to work right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Is there heavy right in the building this morning? That's nothing but the truth. He provided the atonement, and by his stripes, we were healed. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm so wondrously saved from unbelief. Amen. I'm saved, delivered from unbelief. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Delivered from unbelief. I can't believe. We're releasing the power of God. We're releasing. We're releasing it. people. Glory to God in the highest. Jesus, we love you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Well, I am so wondrously saved from sin. Jesus, so saved. 